0: RadioInfluence.com.
1: This is the Valor Hour, powered by the law offices of Ogle, Elrod, and Beryl on Radio Influence. Your weekly glimpse inside all things Valor Fights and a look at what's going on in the rest of the MMA community. Now, here's your host, the president of Valor Fights, Tim Loy
2: valor hour episode 87 it's a go i'm tim loy your host as always joined by justin watson getting ready for a uh, a big a big episode here we've got a lot to do man we've got uh, a couple interviews of course Uh, a couple guys on the card this weekend for the valor fighting challenge that is this Friday night, November the second, at the Cotton Eye Joe in Knoxville, Tennessee. We're going to talk to David Robbins and Roy Sanders, both on that card. Uh, we're also going to do a complete breakdown. I'm going to uh, have uh, one of our uh, one of the fighters here uh, on the scene, Rodrigo Gonzalez, joins us uh, to help me break down the card uh, coming up this weekend. Uh, and of course, Justin and I will also have our picks for uh, uh for UFC 230 which is Saturday uh, Saturday night that's the big uh, DC versus uh, Derek Lewis uh, pay-per-view event we're gonna have our our picks for that as well uh, as a recap uh, which we'll get into in just a moment of how we did on this UFC fight night uh, 138 uh, Moncton event Justin how's it going my man doing good doing good just ready
3: to get this uh,
2: to keep this train rolling. That's right. That's right. You know, we got, we picked up a new sponsor. We'll talk about them here, uh, here a little bit later. But, uh, My Bookie, uh, has, has come on and we're really excited about that. So, uh, we will be going to My Bookie for, uh, for the lines, uh, moving forward here, uh, and, uh, and talking a lot more about them as we get into the, into the broadcast here. Uh, of course, uh, we'll, we'll jump into things, I suppose, with, uh, a recap of UFC Fight Night 138 went down in Moncton, uh, Uh, I I guess in uh, New New Brunswick or Nova is that right? New Brunswick, Justin? Yeah, yes. Yeah, New Brunswick. (laughs) Uh, It was not the most star-studded lineup, uh, you know. uh, However, we had a we had a a good night uh, on the books. uh, Both of us with uh, what I think now is maybe our is this three weeks winning in a row, Justin?
3: Uh, yeah, at least.
2: I think it is, oh, yeah. and you know we we hit we kind of yeah. hit uh, rock bottom, but uh, but we're we're working our way back up, and this. Will be the last uh, episode before we we start over again, if you will. Actually, I, I hadn't even told Justin this, but starting next week, we'll have a third member of our uh, of our betting uh, uh, panel, if you will. Greg Hopkins will join us, and uh, this is a guy that is uh, a degenerate like the both of us, and 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 likes to likes to gamble and likes to analyze the fight. So Greg will join us starting next week. We'll all start fresh uh with a with a clean slate since we're uh finishing up the month of October here and we'll see if Justin and I can get into the uh the 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 green into into the black if you will I suppose uh we both got a chance to as we've both gotten back up to almost even man uh, recapping this card of course it started on uh UFC Fight Pass uh that was uh that was the, uh, the, three, the first three fights of the card. Uh, Stevie Ray uh, wins a very close uh, decision over uh, Jess and Ayari uh, to improve the 22 and 8. Arjun Bueller uh, wins a decision over Marcelo Gom uh, to improve to eight and one in the heavyweight uh, division, and Don Madge scores a massive uh, head kick knockout over uh, the highly favored Tay Edwards. Uh, none of us uh, took any of the action on Stevie Ray. I think we were both kind of leaning that way. He was fortunate in real life. We both bet him, but on our picks, uh, <laughs> we we did not. Uh, I was leaning towards him. Uh, Ever so slightly, and he, I think he was really, really fortunate to get the win over uh, uh, a really tough Ayari, who may get cut uh, after that. It didn't. He didn't look bad, but he's just kind of a. He's not winning fights, and um, and that was a really, really close one that I probably would have given him honestly, but was was happy that uh, they gave it to Ray. Uh, Bueller, of course, uh, that fight was uh, kind of ugly. <laughs> you know, I just don't know that that guy's very good. I, I, I really expected him to improve a whole lot training with DC in the gang at aka I thought they you know after after the last loss he was really gonna come back and, and impress and 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 while he did win I, I just wasn't that impressed with uh, with either guy honestly you know I think Go broke his foot uh, early in the fight and that kind of Took a lot of the, the juice out of him uh, in that last round. It was, uh, Bueller was able to seal it with a takedown. And then, uh, of course, Don Madge uh, was really a uh, uh, high, high underdog. You know, he, he was paying back at like plus 450 or better. Uh, Tay Edwards uh, just hadn't fought a strong level of competition uh, going into this fight, and it showed uh, Don Madge really just uh, overwhelmed him. Justin, your thoughts on the fight pass portion?
3: It was actually pretty good. I, I did take Stevie Ray uh, in a parlay with Arjun Buller and uh Calvin Cater. Oh yeah, so you did. I, you did. Yeah, so I did on that. Um, I guess the story of the of that part of the card was Don Madge. Um, I think I feel like in the beginning he started out as a big favorite and then the lines flipped. Um, and and Tejon became a big favorite, and then you know, he showed that. Uh, the lines are right originally Um, Bueller man it's only his ninth fight you know he's still got some room to grow Um, but yeah you're right it wasn't a very pretty fight there
2: uh, to recap, of course, uh, Justin did have a parlay there uh, with Stevie Ray, Arjon Bueller, and Calvin Cater, who we will uh, recap here in just a moment, but that parlay uh, he put a half unit down and it came, uh, gave him back 1.21 units, uh, so a real good pick there uh, to get things started. Uh, I uh, parlayed uh, Arjon with um, with Andre Sukumtai, who we'll who will cover a little bit later as well, and I got a parlay there, uh, a winner. Uh, so going into the uh, The Fox Sports, I guess this was Fox Sports 2 maybe uh, for, for the first part of the preliminaries. Uh, female action. We saw Toledo Bernardo uh, improved to five and three with a decision win over Sarah Maras. Uh Calvin Cater wins with a, uh, a knockout, I, I guess a TKO, uh, uh, really late into the first round. Uh, Fishgold came out looking pretty good, but uh, but ultimately well, he kind of wilted once Cater kind of adjusted and and made uh, made some uh, some advancements on him and started hitting him, and he kind of he just kind of went away there. I, I thought that there was a little bit of value on fish gold but man cater is just really tough and good and kind of one of those underrated guys i mean he's got a great record 19 and 3 now uh and is is going to be competitive i think with about anyone and he puts on good exciting fights. so uh congrats to calvin cater uh nasrat uh pressed uh, improves the 10 and 2 he's the biggest favorite on the card uh, i expected him to get uh, tebow uh, goatee out of there but he did not he just beat the shit out of him for three rounds very lopsided decision um and uh, of course, rounding out the uh, prelims there, it was Sean Strickland with a second round TKO, ground and pound over Nordin Taleb, uh, who uh, he, he hurt uh, you know, and, and dropped and then, uh, was relentless in uh, seeking the finish. That was a fight that I would have probably bet went to a decision, but they ended up, uh, getting the finish there. Uh, as we said earlier, Calvin cater chosen by, uh, Justin there, uh, your thoughts on the, uh, the Fox sports two portion of the prelims.
3: Some good fights, man. Um, the half you know, he was the biggest favorite of the night and turned into a really close fight, you know, Um uh, But, you know, Gowdy just he showed up, I think, and uh, surprised a lot of people. Fishgold tried to make the most of it there in the beginning, but Calvin Cater's experience just kind of played out too much. Uh,
4: You
3: know, he just had the upper hand there and Sean Strickland, man, he looked great.
2: I, I, I was, uh, I think maybe uh, Taleb may have, have plateaued and maybe on the downside now. I think uh, people were maybe expecting more out of him than what he has shown. Uh, and, and I think we could have seen the end uh, of the road probably for Gauthier and maybe Sarah Moraz as well. What do you, you think those guys have got job security still? Yeah, I think Gauthier's all
3: right. I mean, that, that one fight of the night, you know, um, he got beat, but he got beat. You know what, he didn't get just destroyed. Um, and you know, he was a huge underdog. Uh, the other two, I think, you know, should should probably be getting their walking papers.
2: Moving on to the uh, main card uh, portion of this uh, <clears throat> of this event, it was on Fox Sports One. Uh, a lot of decisions uh, on this uh, main card. Court McGee uh, wins a really close one over Alex Garcia. Uh, I I didn't take a play on our picks panel uh, for for this, but I did uh, at the last minute play Court McGee in real life and and got a real nice like plus. 240 on it was or maybe not quite that much it was good it was it was two to one it was probably about two, 205 I think I got uh and he, I think some people may have thought that Garcia should have got that one he started off good but faded like he oftentimes does and McGee's just a you know, he just grinds and, um, you know, didn't do a whole lot of damage, but uh, had good control, ends up getting that decision. And uh, it'd be interesting to see if Alex Garcia uh, sticks around now, to tell you the truth. Uh, also, uh, in a bit of a slog, as we uh, as we expected, potentially, uh, John Volante uh, gets the split decision win over Ed Herman. and Neither guy looked great, uh, to tell you the truth. That could be it uh, could be the end of the road for Ed Herman. I would, man, I, he just he he was active, uh, but but he got hit more, I suppose, uh, with the, with the harder shots. But like I said, not not a great uh, not a great fight for either guy. Your uh, your thoughts on these first two, Justin? I know that you had a parlay with uh, John Volante with Andre Sukumta, which uh, which paid out as well for you. A full unit uh, got you back one point one three. Your thoughts on those first couple?
1: Yeah, uh,
3: Court McGee came back in old fashioned. You know, he, he's just a tough, tough dude. Uh, keeps moving forward. Alex Garcia, I, I thought would have the advantage in that fight for sure. Um, but you know, as it got later in the fight, you just can't put Court McGee away. Um, he did. He did a really good job. John Volante did his four split decision in a row. Uh, first one that he's won out of those, I guess. But he's uh he, yeah, you know, he's gotten into the, the the middle tier, I guess, of uh, of the light heavyweights there, and yeah, you know, he'll be lucky to, to stick around there very much longer. Uh, Ed Herman might might see might have seen the last of Ed Herman.
2: I think that it's just that that division is so shallow that guys like Volante and Cummins and guys like that, um, you know, they haven't had to really be stellar to be ranked. And so it'll be interesting to see with this new influx of talent at 205, Uh, You know, if if those guys start to become uh, unseated as we'll we'll talk more about that uh, as we as we go uh, through this through this lineup. Up next, it was uh, Andre Sukumtai, who both Justin and I uh, climbed on uh, at. And when we did the when we did the picks, he was a much higher favorite. He actually closed uh, much, much closer. And you got much better value on him uh, as I I ended up getting him at about minus 140 or minus 150. When we did the picks, uh, he was minus like 190 or minus 200. Uh, he gets a unanimous decision over Jonathan Martinez. Fairly cut and dry. Uh, todd has got some great striking. Sometimes he does. He doesn't have the greatest fight IQ. I feel like, but he but he's got really good striking. Martinez took that fight on short notice, and I believe is a flyweight most of the time. So I I would be. Uh, I would be uh, probably surprised to see him stay at 135. I'd say we'll see him back at flyweight. And then, of course, uh, Misha Surkinov, uh with a arm triangle submission win over Patrick Cummins, uh, who falls to 10 and 6. That one was another pretty dominant one. As soon as they hit the ground, it was very, very one-sided. Surkinov's a guy who uh, people were pretty high on for a minute. He lost a couple, so maybe this is uh, the, the the start of turning him around into, you know, uh bigger and better things, you know, I think he's a guy that they're probably hoping will be, you know, a top 10 level guy that will 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 be a, a contender here down the road. Cummins, that may be, uh, man, I don't know, again, possibly the end of the road for him, but it, but it's such a shallow division that he may stick around as well. Your thoughts on these last two year We just covered Justin. You hit the nail on the head
3: with a Ty. tie. Um, you know, it, he's flashy and, you know, he, he has – Decent striking, I guess, but uh, he's got a lot of holes, and uh, Martinez, you know, being much, much smaller showed, you know, that there are definitely some weaknesses um, that can be exposed from Sukantai. Um, I expected a lot more out of him, but, you know, he got lucky fighting a, fighting the a flyweight. Circonov um, looks great. Uh, come back from, you know, two straight knockout losses to, uh, you know, a quick first-round finish. Uh, Pat Cummins and yeah I'm with you on the the division just so shallow I mean anybody who has a little bit of a name can stick around for a while but there are some guys coming up that uh, I think are going to make some waves and change up the rankings a little bit here in the next year or so
2: moving on to the co-main event of the evening this is a short notice battle <clears throat> Michael Johnson wins a unanimous decision over Artem Wobov Heavy favorite there. I took a stab with a quarter unit at Artem Lobov, at, at Artem Lobov sorry, and uh, that did not pay off for me. The one. The one loss between us of the whole evening, and at least it was only a quarter unit, uh, Michael Johnson, uh, just, uh, you know, longer guy. He's got better cardio. He's more skilled. You know, it was pretty, pretty cut and dry decision there. Uh, and then, of course, in the main event, uh, Anthony Smith, as an underdog, wins with a third round rear naked choke submission over Volkan Ozdemir, who uh, falls to 15 and three. Uh justin uh, he, he went out on a, on a limb and took Smith in the picks and I wanted to I just couldn't pull the trigger uh Smith ends up uh, paying off though and and Justin got him at plus 140 when we were doing the picks so a half unit uh, paid back 0.7 units but uh, by the time that fight closed as well I believe Smith had gotten up there to about plus 160 165 so uh, if you rode uh if you waited till the till closer to fight time on a few of these picks, You've got better payouts than what we've gotten credit for on here. So Anthony Smith, uh, you know, he just showed he was the more well-rounded guy. Ozdemir o- o- started to fade pretty bad in that third round. Once uh, Smith got him to the ground, uh, Ozdemir more or less, uh, I don't want to say he quit, but he, I mean, but, but he he wilted pretty bad. Anthony Smith calling for title fights already. Uh, Justin, your thoughts on the uh, co-main event, and the main event, and um, uh, if you think Anthony Smith's ready for title fight? I
3: think I was most impressed uh, of the night with Artem Lobov. I thought Michael Johnson was going to run through him, and you know, Lobov, you know, took took a round uh, from Johnson and. I didn't think, you know, I thought Johnson would get a clean sweep if they went to a decision, but, um, but, you know, who knows what's going to happen with low ball. I think he's like 13 and 16 now, or 13 and 15 or something like that. like uh, probably the only upside down record in the UFC. Uh, but he could still headline a card in Europe, you know, and, and, and do numbers. Uh, so it's kind of odd. I don't know what to do with him at this point. Um. Michael Johnson coming in on short notice, though, you know, he, he took care of business and uh, got the job done. Anthony Smith looked great, I think. Uh, you know, he took some big shots. He gave some big shots. He shared his durability. And a lot of people uh, were, were buying into the hype that was surrounding him, taking out a couple of legends. But, you know, on the other side of that, you had a lot of people saying, you know, that didn't hold any weight. And that once he fought Ozdemir, it was going to expose him. Um, but I think he did, I think he did great. Um, kind of hit that knee tap and took Ozemir's back and put the choke in. It wasn't, it wasn't the prettiest, uh, choke, but, uh, he repositioned it and, you know, took care of business. I don't know. I don't know about a title shot. I mean, uh, you know, uh, as of right now, you've got John Jones and, and, uh, Gustafson uh, fighting for the, the title in December, I don't think that uh, Anthony Smith's ready for either one of those guys for sure. Um, but put him in another, you know, big profile fight. Um, can't think of anybody offhand that would. How be, about OSP? It's tough with OSP coming off the loss.
2: Yeah, it's true. Very true. I, I think him and Cirkinoff, either one, or even or even Smith versus Cirkinoff, both coming off wins.
3: Yeah, that wouldn't be a bad one. Um, taking off a dangerous fight for Smith. Uh, I'd, I'd like to see Smith get somebody that, you know, up there with a big name that, that he's, you know, really shows his, uh, his prowess against, um, you know, kind of give him a real confidence boost heading into a title shot. I think Sirkenov might be, I don't know, maybe it, it might be a great fight for him. Um, but again, it's the problem that we're having with, uh, the light heavyweights right now. There's just not that many guys, you know right after number three, it just falls off a lot. You know, um, number four through 15 are pretty interchangeable.
2: So, well, you know, we we mentioned OSP, we, we you could also talk about the guy that he just fought, Dominic Reyes, is undefeated. You know, and that's a guy that would probably stand and bang with uh, Anthony put on an exciting fight. Yeah,
3: it did what I thought about that one earlier. Um, that'd be uh, <laughs> Dominic Reyes would be the luckiest man alive to get the jump to fight OSP, win, and then now you're fighting a guy that, I mean, you know, Anthony Smith's now in line for at the next title shot, and the is to be, you know, 9-0 or 10-0 and, and be fighting the number one or number two guy in the world now would be, be kind of wild. would uh, be a fun fight, though, I think.
2: So to recap... Uh, coming out of this, I, I pick up a win with a parlay on uh, Andre Sukumtai and Arjan Bueller uh, to uh, win 1.7 units, lose a, point, a, qu- a quarter unit, 0.25 unit back on Lobov. So I finish out uh, up on the uh, week, uh, 0.92 units, almost a full unit. And that brings my overall total up to 9.44 of 10 possible units. I am down 0.56, a little over half a unit. And I'm going to come back and make it up on this uh, last week of picks before we reset. Justin has a great night. And if you followed Justin last week, you made a lot of money. He finished up 3.04 units to bring his total uh, up. All the way back up to 9.14 overall. So uh, we're both in striking distance of finishing in the black, and I feel good about uh, about that going into uh, a big card this weekend. Justin, you got uh, some some tricks up your sleeve here to, to to come out to the good. I don't
3: know. I wish you would have told me that this was going to be our last week ahead of time. I would have would have thrown you some curveballs, but uh, oh, <laughs> I don't know. I might, I might see if I can come up with something funky before we uh
2: up, and of course that covers uh pretty much uh ufc Moncton. uh ufc fight night 138 is in the books and we will uh move on to uh the fights this next uh this upcoming weekend uh ufc 230 we'll get into those picks a little bit later into the podcast but now it is time to get to our first of two interviews All right, up first on the line, we have got David Robbins getting ready to make his professional debut in just a few short days. It's going down Friday, November the 2nd, Fight Night at the Joe. We'll be taking on a fellow debuting, Billy Combs, another guy we know well on the scene here. David, what's going on, my man? Hey, what's up, Tim?
0: Thank you guys for having me, man.
2: Always a pleasure, brother, and I appreciate you taking a few minutes out. I know it is uh, fight week for you, getting the last few pounds off, although this fight went up in weight. Uh, from what it was originally going to be. So you probably don't have uh, too much to shed. If any, I'm guessing you've been, uh, on the shelf from MMA now, uh, right about, uh, golly, it's been a year now, uh, or better since the last, uh, the last action you saw in MMA, uh, you know, uh, talk a little bit about the time off before we get into this fight, you know, what, what's been happening over the last, uh, year.
0: Okay. Yeah. Um, actually I'm, I'm good. I'm on weight right now. Uh, I just finished up running a couple miles here in the gym, check my weight. I'm good to go. There's not going to be a cut or anything. Um, you know, I've kind of just been, uh, spent time building my gym. I've stayed in here. I've just been mostly doing a lot of coaching, uh, working on some personal issues and, uh, uh, spending a lot of time fixing a lot of flaws that I've had, you know, in, in previous fights. Uh, I've been working on my wrestling quite a lot. Um, working my boxing and everything is just feeling sharp. And uh, actually I've added uh, like a uh, weightlifting and strength, and strength training. And, and so I feel fantastic, dude. I feel very, very well-rounded and I'm ready to go. And once I start this pro fighting thing, dude, I'm about to take off and, and hit, the, hit the
2: country by storm, man. You know, you're uh, a guy that, uh, of course, I've always uh, spoken very highly of as, as having a lot of potential, you know, to, to be a guy that breaks out of this area. And so definitely excited to see that uh, a lot of changes uh, gone down in this fight. Uh, of course, originally you were uh, scheduled to face Justin Hatcher, who uh, who went off the grid on us a few weeks ago, uh, had a really hard time uh, matching you, man, had a lot of guys turn this fight down, uh, even though it's just your pro debut. Um, and uh, finally, uh, Billy Combs has stepped up to the plate to to make his pro debut as well uh before we uh, get into the matchup itself talk a little bit about uh you know the the whole process that, that it's been like uh you know trying to get this fight secured the the whole uh, extra the steps involved to uh becoming a pro as well i know it's a lot bigger pain in the ass
0: you know the first thing i'd have to say is uh fuck justin hatcher <laughs> the guy signed a contract to fight me and the son of a bitch can't even keep his fucking own personal life together enough to show up to the fight a parole violation
1: i don't even know
0: what he did something dumb he's in jail and uh that was that really pissed me off you know i was i was really ready he was gonna he'd be knocked out in the first round you know right, right. um so for him to him to dip out on me and then with all the trouble we had afterwards and finding me a new opponent, I kind of just blame all that on him, you know, so I don't have anything nice to say about him. Um a lot of people, you know, have complained about the matchup with uh being matched with Billy and talks about it's the easy fight, blah 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 blah. You know, you know, Billy's had uh you know twice as many fights as me. He's got more wins than I do. Uh and he's the one that stepped up. You know, I had eight other professionals decline to fight me. So uh fuck you guys too. Um, there's a there's a whole big long list of them uh man you know um the 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 getting license. you know it it was a pain in the butt getting all the medicals and getting the uh the eye exam and all that but uh i mean i got all that done i'm just glad i don't have to do like a top stand like some of these other states like nevada and stuff um but i'm i'm you know there were better matches i think some of the fights would have been maybe a you know a little bit tougher, but hell I'm excited and I have tons of respect for Billy for stepping up and taking it you know he's my buddy we've worked uh, we've worked the Valor shows together before and uh, I know he's going to come out and he's going to be ready to go it's going to be a great fight.
2: Yeah, you know, uh, I gotta agree with you there, man. Uh, Billy's a guy that uh, you know. You said he had twice the amount of fights. He's actually got three times uh, the amount of fights you've got. He's in MMA anyway. Uh, he is eight and sixteen. Uh, so you know, not not the most glamorous record, but at the same time, you got to look and you see that hey, he's got eight wins. Uh, you you of course a six uh, six and two amateur. Uh, he is uh, eight and sixteen. So again, the the the, the ratio it, it doesn't look great, but when you when you look at the bottom line is, he's got two more wins than you do, and if you look a little bit deeper, all of Billy's wins are by finish, you know, so he's a guy that goes out there, and he and and he puts it on the line, and he's either going to go down on his sword, or he's going to go down swinging, so uh, props to him for stepping up and taking this fight because, you know, like you said, there has been some hate out there about this matchup, but really, uh, again, you know, Billy's got eight wins, Uh, he's got two more wins than you do, uh, and has fought, it isn't like he's fought a bunch of schlubs, you know, Billy's fought some tough guys
0: well that's the thing too tim like uh you know he's got a lot of losses on the record but if you look like he'll step up and maybe fight 185 or he'll step up at like 205 yep. you know did he fight did he fight john hall i feel like he did billy's opponent maybe not but i know he fought aaron terrell and sure. then, you're not gonna lock me in a cage with aaron terrell. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know like he, he, he has losses but really i mean he was he has always helped the show you know, sure. he always—he never wants to see somebody not have a matchup. He always steps up, regardless, and he comes out and he
2: damn tries to kick you in the head. <laughs>
0: so, uh, you know, all the all the props in the world to uh, to Billy Combs.
2: So talk a bit, you know, now that, you know, we, we've kind of got that out of the way talk, you know, you, you're still going out there to get your first professional victory. Of course, uh, talk a little bit about what we can expect in the fight. Is this one where, uh, you know, you're going to show, uh, you know, show off some striking, show off some submissions, uh, you know, kind of see where the fight takes you, I suppose, at the same time. Uh, anything you feel like you need to watch out for from him?
0: Um, you know, uh, I just kind of expect to see me be an all around mixed martial artist. You know, I've always really, really gravitated towards going out and doing the striking or, you know, if the guy shoots, let them take me down and let them submit or not, fuck, not let them submit me, me submit them. Um, now you're going to see me kind of press, uh, press the action pressure forward. You know, uh, if, if he opens up too wild and I need to shoot and take him down, I feel a hundred percent confident in my wrestling, and not even just against Billy, but against some of these other professionals that I'm looking at fighting too. Uh, they can't out wrestle me, they can't out strike me, and they damn sure can't out, you know, jujitsu me. Um, so I'm gonna go out. I'm gonna put on a fantastic show for everybody to watch. But I do guarantee a first round finish, whether that be you know uh, knockout, submission, doesn't matter. Whatever opens up first.
2: So. So, you know, of course, you've also uh, got a teammate on this card. As we mentioned, Billy Swanson will be fighting at the main event against John Hall. Talk a little bit about that fight. You know, you've been uh, deep into the training camp with Billy. You probably know him about as good as anyone can uh, when it comes to this gig. Uh, Talk a little bit about that matchup, uh, you know, what we can expect there, what you guys uh, need to watch out for from Hall.
0: Um, You know, I'm I'm absolutely uh, thrilled with that match. You know, I have uh, a lot of respect for John Hall. Uh, he's always been a, a good buddy of mine. Every time I see him at the show, we always chit-chat. And, uh, you know, it, the fight is just a business now. You know, being professional, it is what it is. He's the opponent. He signed the contract, so we're going to get the win. Um, John has his strength. You know, he's, he's very elusive. He's light on the feet and he's in and out. Um, he does, he's, he's got the knockout power. Um, I've tried to emulate John, you know, about as much as I can from watching tape on him. And I know he's not moving in and out on Billy as fast as I am. Um, and I've got decent power myself. Um, now the one thing about Billy is that I have pushed him to deep, deep waters, not just in, not just like sparring, but just in his own personal conditioning training, strength training, uh, making him drill over and over and over again. And when he looked at me after John made this Facebook post the other day with the little fat boy and he looked at me and he said, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to kill John. And there was, the way he said it, bro, it was so confident. And he was, it was just, I believed him right then, right on the spot. Then there's nothing else. uh, There's nothing anybody can say or do that will convince me otherwise. I honestly, honestly believe when we go in there, Billy is going to finish him
2: definitely excited to see how that goes down for sure my man uh before we uh before we get off here i am going to uh let you get some shout outs where they're due uh any uh any sponsor love any kind of training partners i know you were with american killer beast you've done a lot of training uh down at the 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 home base if you will uh for this fight so i want you have the have the floor to to give some love and also where people can uh, follow you on social media we'll get that built up as best we can too.
0: Cool, yeah. You know, I want to thank all my training partners at AKB Cleveland in here. You know, these guys, uh, Billy, Joseph, and everyone in the Joe Offer, they have, everybody pushes me on a daily basis. You know, they, they really make me work. Um, we went down there to uh, Mer- the American Killer Bees headquarter down there in uh, Melbourne, Florida with Israel Gomez, and we got some fantastic work in with that team um and you know major major props to uh eric turner and joey zona and everybody at kma we've been going to their uh friday night sparring session and they have you know welcomed not only me but everybody that i bring with me in you know as family and as a team and they they treat us awesome you know we've gotten awesome working with them um at this camp really probably has been i would say out of all my fights my best camp i've had so far so i'm you know, extremely grateful to them for allowing us to come in. Um, my, uh, you know, just thank everybody that follows me, uh, purchases tickets. You know, I sold four VIP tables, like 40, 50 floor seats. You know, the the place is going to be packed. Um, if you guys want to follow me on social media, check me out on Facebook, David Robbins. My Instagram is David Robbins MMA. And I have joined the big leagues now, so I got me a Twitter. My Twitter's at Ruthless so hit me up on there, guys. This and Tim, is- thank you. Thank you for giving me the platform to you know display my skills, man. I'm always uh,
2: grateful for you. Always a pleasure, my man. This has been David Robbins, one of the top-rising prospects in the Southeast, getting ready for his professional debut. It's going down Friday night, November the 2nd, Cotton Eye Joe Fight Night at the Joe. Be sure to check it out. Be sure to follow him on social media. Thanks for the time, David. We'll see you this weekend. All right. thank you, Sam. We'll see you then. Man. All right. Up next on the line, one of my good friends in the business, been around forever, fellow promoter. Uh, and he's going to be fighting again uh, this weekend at the Fight Night at the Joe. We'll be taking on Chris Wolf. Joining us now it's Real Steel, Roy Sanders. How's it going, Roy? It's going great. I'm looking forward to Friday. Yes, sir, man, and of course, uh, it's been a it's been a minute since we've had you in the cage. It's been uh, right at about a year now um, since last uh, last we had you. Of course, you had uh, had a big win uh, in March of last year at uh, at one of the big events in Elizabethan one of the uh, one of my favorite moments of last year, honestly. Uh, it's, before we get into the fight this weekend, talk a little bit about what's been going on over the last year. I know you've uh, you've been working a lot on your professional uh, day job, if you will. And- and, uh, and and since uh, last time, you, you, you're you a principal now. You, you're all grown up. Uh, talk a little bit about uh, what's been going on uh, since last that uh, we heard from you. Yeah, just, just a lot of changes. and just really
4: busy. Um, like you said, I took on a principal's job at Bristol. So, uh, you know, the job itself is hard enough, but getting up at 6 o'clock to get to Bristol in time for work every day is really tough too because uh, I still live in Coburn, which is roughly an hour and 15 minutes from work. Oh, wow. Um, But it was a good opportunity And uh, you know uh, I'm nearing the end of my fighting Uh, I'm going to keep fighting as long as I can But I just know that That is coming to an end eventually And I'm just trying to
2: get focused on my career And you know Keep moving up in the company you always want to move up. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Well, uh, you, you know, uh, I don't know if uh, you've you been had any fights at all this year, or have, has it been? Uh, has it all been just kind of focused on uh, getting this new gig underway? When's the last time you've competed?
4: Um, I fought Shante Barnes. Um,
2: I really don't remember when. I think oh it was wow, yeah, that was January. hell. That was this year. I'm crazy, man. Yeah. I don't know why I thought it'd been a year. It hadn't been a year. It's been It's been but, real close.
4: It's been long for me, you know, usually I would fight every three months, so, you know, the fact that I've been off for about ten months is pretty long for me. Um, Just, you know, I heard that the fight was at Cotton Eye Joe, and and I really liked that venue, and it really sparked my interest, and,
2: and you guys hooked me up, so here I am again. (laughs) <laughs> Absolutely. You'll be taking on Chris Wolf. It's a guy that man, we talked to him, uh, actually, just uh, I guess it was last week or week before. But, uh, you know, he's a guy that has been away for a while. If you, if you, if you followed the scene here for over the past, you know, Six, seven, eight years—you'll remember him, or at least uh, his name will ring a bell. He—he uh, he was around during the absolute cage fight days. Uh, had a couple fights with three FC and Cage Brawl. Um, yeah, definitely uh, was a, an active amateur. Went pro and lost his uh, pro debut, and then and then wasn't uh, heard from again for five years. And now he is—he is back. Uh, he has uh, kind of got his uh, personal life squared away there. I think he's he's uh, a dad now and, and has a management position and um, has gotten back in the groove. Uh, he is kind of heading up the satellite KMAA location in Pigeon Forge and, uh, you know, known to be a bit of a wrestler. Uh, but he comes in with an 0-1 pro record and, uh, you know, talk a little bit about the matchup. You know, it's a guy that, that people, that have, they've they've been they've – New to the scene, and they probably won't know who he is. He'll probably be best known at this point as, as the brother of Logan Wolf, who is uh, a rising prospect at, at flyweight that we've seen over the past couple uh, the past few months.
4: Yeah, man. Um, I just I'll be honest. He had been gone out of action so long that when you gave me the fight uh, or approached or, or talked about the fight, I thought it was Jason Wolf, and I just got the wolves confused. And I thought, oh yeah, Jason Wolf, that's a good matchup. And uh, then I realized, no, we're talking about Chris Wolf, who's now at KMAA. And I thought, well, it might be a little bit tougher. Um, but I was still up for the challenge. Um, I've watched some of his older fights. I actually fought on the card when he made his pro debut um, at a cage brawl. I fought uh, Logan some, Logan Griffin or something yeah, like that. Yeah, from from right, from Bristol. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I took him three rounds that night. I had one of my best nights, even though I lost. I was really proud of the fact that, uh, you know, I was training my own team at that time, Nunca Prado, and uh, Kevin the Priest was the 145 champion, and I fought Logan, who was like the stuff back then, yeah. you know, on the amateur scene, and took him three rounds and actually may have won the second round, but um, was just really proud of that fight. But I think that's the same fight that, um, that he fought Parker Gamble on, and... Uh, I remember the fight. I don't have a video of it or anything, but I remember it seemed like Parker just overwhelmed him with punches and just athleticism. Uh, but I've watched some of the videos. Uh, i also fought on another card he did on the uh, 3FC, uh, like the third Fit factory, and uh, he beat somebody with a really slick... He had their back, had a hook in, and actually turned it to a, a calf slicer. And, uh, I've seen that move. I actually picked up that move at Absolute Jiu-Jitsu one night, but Um, It was really sweet how he did it. So I know his jujitsu is going to be game. uh, His wrestling is going to be great. So
2: I just got to watch the ground um, and make him pay on the feet, hopefully. Now this fight taking place uh, more in in your wheelhouse. This will be uh, contested at 175 pounds. Uh, Wolf uh, typically a 155 pounder, so uh, that skews things a little bit more your way. Talk a little bit about uh, you know some uh, some of the things you look to p- potentially uh, exploit in this fight, uh, where you may have advantages. Obviously, you're going to have a really good height and reach advantage. Uh, you being a, a tall guy with with, with good reach.
4: Yeah, I mean, hopefully I'll be able to use the little bit of size I've got on him to stop the takedowns. Or if we get against the cage, just, you know, as I've got older, I've gotten a little bit bigger from the waist up, uh, just broader shoulders, bigger. So hopefully I can get some some good pressure on the head or or just get some good top pressure. And just, you know, if we get on the cage, just use my um, size advantage to hopefully stay on my feet and, uh, you know, hopefully get an underhook and get him against the cage, but... Uh, I think uh, also on the ground it'll play a difference in helping me with some sweeps uh, because, you know, since he's headed that satellite program, I know he's going to be really good on the ground. He's, you know, for Eric Turner to trust him to, to head that and, and teach his guys and work jujitsu I know it's going to be really good. But hopefully, you know, the, the sweeps that I know, you know, the fact that I may be out of practice a little, my size will help me at least, you know, maybe land a sweep or something to get back up on top. Um, or get in a position to get a submission. Um, you know, I'm going to use the height as much as I can, but, you know, honestly, this fight is going to end up on the ground at some point if I don't knock him out really quick. So um, I'm just going to have to pace myself. And, you know, I'm really comfortable on the ground. I don't get tired. Uh, if he wanted to make me tired, we would stand for three rounds and then I would gasp. But um, if we're on the ground, I'll be relaxed. You know, I think I'm the most relaxed fighter I've ever watched on the ground, especially when I'm taking punishment. You know, I'm still. I look fine. I am just look like I'm looking for a sub. So hopefully that's what I'll be doing. And also, since I'm a principal, you know, before my last few fights, I had to worry about getting beat up. I didn't want to get beat <laughs> up and get fired. Now I'm the principal. So I can go to work <laughs> Monday morning and uh, look like, you know, the 2013 Roy after he would win a fight. Beat up. <laughs> so um, that'll be great. I don't have to worry about getting fired if I take a scratch or a cut or something.
2: Well, you know, I, I've got to agree with you there. Uh, that is one of the uh, the top attributes, I've got to say, uh, when when uh, talking about you, Roy, is that you do stay uh, uh, remarkably composed in there. You never get too too high or too low, regardless of how, how the fight is going. So uh, that is uh, something that could definitely play in your favor, I think, in this fight. Um, you know, of course, you, you mentioned this is going to be at the Cotton Eye Joe. It's going to be a, a rowdy atmosphere. I mean, the, all the VIP sold out, the floor sold out. It is going to be packed, and it is going to be crazy. You fought there before. I think this is going to be uh, even more ramped up <laughs> than, uh, than when you fought there before. Uh, so let's get into the, these fights a little bit. You know, you're a guy that is that, that analyzes this shit real good. Uh, you know, one of the, one of the best actually, when it comes to, to, you know, kind of breaking this stuff down, uh, I wanted to talk about the, you know, the, 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 the top fights with you, uh, beginning, uh, of course we've got, uh, going on right after, uh, you, no, actually, I, yeah, it will be, on there'll be going on right before you actually, uh, well, another fight that could be, um, Potentially, guys, in your division down the road, it's pro debuts, David Robbins and Billy Combs. Uh, I know on paper a lot of people are are, are heavily uh, criticizing the match there with Billy Combs, uh, the opponent. But uh, on, when you dive a little bit deeper, uh, Billy has three times the fights David does in MMA, uh, two more wins than David, and has fought some really tough competition. Uh, talk a little bit about that matchup. Yeah. I mean, Billy Combs is a a super
4: tough guy. You know, you can't knock him on uh, the fights he has taken. I mean, not just, you know, you mentioned the number of fights. I mean, you just got to look at the people he has fought. Um, if you looked at those people and looked at their records, I'm sure it's, you know, astronomically lopsided on, you know, his opponent's win to loss ratio. Um, and you know, Billy, you know, you said, you know, people will look at paper and laugh or make a comment, but here's the deal. Um, you know, I'm not going to mention names, but you know, I have my contacts, and I know that David wanted to fight a lot of different people, and you know, Billy's the only one who would do it. So, why not? You know, Billy's a—he uh, needs to go pro. I, I, you know, despite his record, or it's kind of a similar situation to mine. I mean,
2: absolutely. I don't know how
4: many wins uh, Billy had as an amateur? But I did have ten wins. Um, I know the Vince Ferrari he, guy. Every time he's eight he and sixteen. Fight, yeah, I mean, eight wins is you know more than most.
2: You yeah, know, have.
4: absolutely. Um, so, uh, you know, that's the way I always looked at like, well, I won 10 fights, so I'm not going to let anybody knock me for making this move. So, you know, Billy's going to be game. He's going to come to fight. Uh, I don't think he can beat David. Um, and, you know, uh, I just admire that he took the fight. And, you know, he's going to go in there and give it his all. He's not going to go in there and just quit. Um, you know, he's probably going to be fighting a little scared. I know I would be. So, you know, you don't know <laughs> what will happen when you get a guy in there fighting scared. If, He's throwing some heavy leather, um, you know, and that's the advice I'd give Billy. just, you know, yeah, you know what this is like on paper. So go in there and throw some haymakers, you know, see if you connect. Because um, you know David's going to stand with him. They're not. He's not going to take him down. David's looking for that highlight knockout. So Billy's got to know he's either going to get knocked out or he's going to do something amazing. I mean, one <laughs> of the two things is going to happen.
2: Absolutely. Our next fight, a couple guys that you're familiar with as well. Uh, It is the pro debut of Ned Spears, a guy that is uh, from up in your neck of the woods. He'll be taking on Dre Miley of KMAA. I'm really excited for this one. I think this is a a really interesting style clash. Uh, Dre, obviously, with the athleticism advantage, but uh, Ned, such a... Salty bet and has so much experience and is uh, a very slick submission guy. And that is where you've seen Dre Miley uh, slip up from time to time uh, against a lesser athletic opponent like a, a, a Nathan Lindsay, for example, uh, who caught him a submission. Uh, that said, Dre is very explosive. One of the best athletes around here. Very well trained uh, at KMAA and is uh, going to be a handful for anybody. Your thoughts.
4: Yeah, Dre Miley. um you know, even back to his amateur days, I just thought, man, he's going to be something special. You know, his story, the background. Um, I actually like to take credit and getting him back into fighting. I got him a fight in Virginia when he couldn't get a fight in Tennessee and really got him back into it. And uh, I'm just really happy with where his careers went. And, uh, you know, he's fighting Ned, who I've watched since before I started MMA. You know, I've been doing this since 2006, and I watched Ned do it before then. Um, and he's just, uh, he's a veteran of the game. He's, you know, you look at him, you can tell he's an older guy, you know, but he's, uh, like you said, his submission game is going to be great. Uh, you know, he's got a great trainer in Jason Coomer. He's been with him his, his whole career. Uh, I know a lot of people don't know the people in the woods, but if you wanted to learn MMA from somebody, you would go to Jason Coomer or Bobby Strauss. And uh, Jason Coomer is basically anybody who is anybody from this area Uh, even back in the day or, you know, there toward the end um, at Southwest Virginia MMA, if you was with Jason Coomer, you know, um, you were a great fighter. And and Ned's been with him longer than anybody. Um, And I think if Dre keeps that fight on the feet, that's where he'll, you know, really shine. Um, I think the longer the fight goes, and the more they're on the ground, it's just dangerous for Dre. I think Ned can beat him. So I think Dre needs to use that explosiveness and, his athleticism and just go in there and and try to make quick work of it.
2: Co main event, of course, uh, as well as another really uh, interesting one here. You got two guys that are are very flashy strikers. Jason King, uh, the Asian Asian, persuasion, longtime baller staple fighting out of KMAA, will be taking on the pro debuting Nick Jewell, uh, opponent number four for Jason. That's been a revolving door as well. Nick Jewell steps up, and he's a guy that, again, uh, on paper, you look at his MMA record, it isn't stellar. But he has shown in the Muay Thai ranks that he has got uh, one-hit-quit knockout power, and he will go for it, and is very aggressive, very tough. And uh, if this fight stays standing, then it is uh, it could be very, very interesting. Your thoughts?
4: Yeah, I'm anxious to see how Jason and, and Eric and KMAA treats this fight because um, I'll be the first to admit, I think a few of Nick Joel's last kickboxing fights I picked against him, when he was people from pretty good teams, And like you said, he went out there and KO'd them, or knocked them down like three times in one round. Um, And, you know, that was with, uh, I don't know what kind of ounce gloves they used. I don't know if those were 12 or 16, but they weren't four. And uh, if Jason comes out to stand, which is what Jason's amazing at, uh, this would be a real interesting fight, especially the first round. You know, I know Jason's uh, just looking at him and hearing about Frankie's body shop and all that, you know, he's going to be able to go 15 hard rounds on the feet just like he was fresh um, that's the only thing I don't know about Nick uh, you know he's not he didn't kickbox somebody on Jason's level but um, as far as skill or just as far as endurance and uh, I mean he's gonna have to it'll be interesting to see if Jason tries to take him down because I know Jason does have a jiu-jitsu game and you know he was a twoko tappa back in the day and, uh, you know I know that KMA's you know, continue to, to work on that with him. So it'll be interesting to see if they switch it up and try to take Joel down. I think that's what I would do. But yeah.
2: <laughs> Of course, that brings us to the main event, the one uh, that I'm the most excited for. Another tr- uh, clash of styles, a tr- as big a clash as you can get, two former Valor amateur champions make their pro debuts against each other. John Hall taking on Billy Swanson, the striker John Hall, very tall, long, powerful, quick, Ah, uh, Billy Hall. I'm sorry, Billy Swanson, uh, the wrestler, decorated wrestler, uh, storied amateur career. Both of these guys. Uh, your thoughts on that one?
4: I mean, this is big for both of them. I mean, the fact that uh, this is both their debuts, correct? Yep,
2: yep, pro debut for yep.
4: both. I mean, that's a tough. You know, they they stepped up and said, "Hey, let's take a tough fight." So you know, I respect them for that. And um, you know, John Hall uh he's got that knockout power stand up and you got swanson with the wrestler and i mean just typically if you look back at the history of mma and watching it you know ufc down you know any time that i feel like both guys are really good but one's a striker one's a wrestler i'd have to go with the wrestler so um you know i know Hall's exciting but i think swanson may maybe a little bit of you know not a boring fight but i think that he'll take him down and It'll look very similar to when I think Swanson fought
2: Ben Rowland. I think it'll look similar to that fight. Well, you heard it from the man himself, Roy Sanders. Very good at breaking this stuff down. We'll see uh, what happens uh, this weekend. And we'll also see Roy in action as well. Uh, he'll uh, He'll be fighting right before that last set that we just talked about. Uh, and then I'm sure he will be coming out to enjoy those, uh, those last fights. Uh, before we go, Roy, uh, let everybody know where they can follow you on social media and any shout-outs you want to give as far as uh, training partners uh, and, and the Friends family that have uh, helped you prepare uh, for, this, uh, for this fight coming up.
4: I mean, I basically just use Facebook. I'm not on the Twitter or anything. Um, so just Facebook where you can follow my daily life with the kids and principal and occasional fights. <laughs> And uh, you know I just got to thank uh, Chandler Cole. You know he's always, you know I remember helping Chandler and training him when he was a teenager. You know he was like 15 coming to Nuka Prado, thinking I was amazing that I was the stuff. And now you know look at him. You know he, he's the stuff and uh, the champion. And uh, yeah, He's been he's been he's been helping me. Uh, just he started my weight cutting uh, last week. Uh, really put me through some cool stuff that I guess he picked up in California or wherever he'd been going to train, Um, and it made a big difference. I mean, the way it was coming off, so big thanks to Chandler. Uh, Thank you to Ned Spears and and Jay Coomer. They let me come down there once, uh, work out with them a little bit. Um, You know, and and me and them have not always seen eye to eye. We've had, you know, we're both promoters here in this area, but, you know, we you know respect each other, and, and they were nice enough to let me come down there and work out with them. So I thank them and just, you know, my family, uh, just, you know, my busy life. You know, I just, I literally come from basketball practice, peanut, and then took this phone call. You know, I I went straight from work to practice. And then hopefully after we get done with this phone call, I'll go um, maybe, I don't know, try to cut some weight somehow. Um, But, you know, it's just so busy and and my family puts up with it. So I want to thank them.
2: You heard it here, Roy Real Steel Sanders. He'll be fighting again this Friday night, Fight Night at the Joe. Be sure to check it out. Be sure to follow him on social media. We appreciate the time, Roy. We'll see you this weekend. Thanks. See you. All right. It is now time for our main segment. We're going to be breaking down the Valor Fighting Challenge Fight Night at the Joe event. It's going down this Friday night, Cotton Eye Joe Got a big lineup of fights to cover here, uh, including uh, about everything you can think of. We got we got professional grappling, we got professional MMA, we got professional Muay Thai, we got amateur MMA, we got amateur Muay Thai. I'm joined by one of my favorite fighters out there, the always entertaining Rodrigo the Monster Gonzalez. He's going to sit in this evening and help me break down this card. He's familiar with so much of uh, so mu- so many of these guys, uh, guys that he's trained with and uh, guys that he's watched fight uh over the years and uh excited to sit cage side with rodrigo this weekend and take in the action rodrigo how are you doing this evening i'm doing fantastic
1: how about
2: you doing great man doing great it's great to hear from you as always and uh you know excited for the fights this weekend man excited to, to kind of break these down and uh Give the listeners a little insight to uh, what's going to go down uh, before it happens, and uh, excited to get your take on things. Uh, we we, we kick things off with uh, a, a three-bout amateur card. Don't have a, a huge amateur card on this. We've got a lot of pros. Uh, it is featherweight Muay Thai kickboxing, and uh, that's at 145 pounds. Got a couple debuts, so it's really hard to, to say what's going to happen. we got Michael Rowe debuting. He's an independent from Knoxville. He has had an MMA fight. But this is his first. uh, This will be his first. uh, I'm uh, I'm, this first movie tie fight. So uh, he'll be taking on the debuting Zach Wright out of Shield Systems. Not much known about uh, Zach Wright at all, uh, besides where he trains. Rodrigo, your thoughts?
1: Hey man, uh, if uh, Michael Rowe has a uh, MMA bout, man, I mean that's definitely experience towards him. Uh, whether it be win or loss, uh, that being said, it is, uh, you said it is Muay Thai, right?
2: Yep, it is.
1: I mean, you got to take the ground game out of it. And uh, you, even though if uh, it was a MMA fight, man, uh, Shield Systems, it's hard to go against them. You know what I mean? I mean, they, they have a good grappling uh, program.
2: Yeah, Shield Systems is always known for putting out um you know just great fighters you know that's a it's a program where uh, ben harrison just he's not gonna let you fight if you're not ready to fight you know so uh <laughs> that said uh, michael rowe having that uh cage experience already that will help him shake those nerves and it's going to be a rowdy scene at the cotton high joe uh and for these guys being the first fight you got to imagine the those nerves are going to be ramped up there oh yeah for sure,
1: for sure. uh then again you know um Maybe one of them, or either one of them, wants to go out there and, uh, you know, kick things off with a bang. You know what I mean?
2: Absolutely, absolutely. And that and those are the fights sometimes that uh, will surprise you. You know, you don't really know who these guys are, but you throw them out there first, and you you just run them out there, you know, ramped up on adrenaline, and you get you get fireworks. Uh, up next, we've got uh, our first MMA bout. It is also at featherweight, 145 pounds. Three three minute rounds. Taylor Wilson, one and zero out of different breed fight team in Knoxville will take on Garrett Sharp, also one and zero at a KMAA uh, in Knoxville, Tennessee. Also got a battle in Knoxville. Taylor Wilson made his debut back at the fight night at the Shed event in August. Pulled off a bit of an upset, I think, to people at the time uh, with a guillotine submission win over Steven Tanner, a guy that we had seen uh, in a lot of Muay Tie fights, a uh, guy that you fought. Uh, and uh, Taylor Wilson uh, pulls off that upset win moves to one and oh Gary Sharp made his debut on uh, Sam McAlpin's Alabama fighting championships card uh I feel like that was in July maybe or G it was in the summer uh he was impressive I remember him uh this is two undefeated guys both both still young in their career though at one and oh your take um
1: I'm gonna have to go with the guy that beat Tanner man I know I know Tanner's a tough guy man and uh but that being said, I did fight him, you know, and I, I know he's tough. As, as, you know, he's tough as they come, and uh, I'm gonna have to go with the guy that beat Tanner.
2: Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, that he, he's already gone out there and knocked off a an established, uh, you know, at least an established Muay Thai veteran here in the op in uh, in the area. So uh, he's coming in confident. Uh, of course, Gary Sharp training there at KMA will be well-trained, so I'm excited to see how this one goes. I think it'll be a, a, an exciting one. Uh, and then rounding out our, our, our amateur card, of course, Flyweight Action, a guy that we have seen uh, throughout the years, one of the one of the top amateurs uh, in the area or even in the Southeast, Jacob Clemens uh, out of Kings MMA and Muay Thai, five and one, taking on the debuting Chance Hurst. Newport Combat Club. He does. He is undefeated in Muay Thai. i say this is his MMA debut, but he's two and zero in kickboxing bouts and trains with uh, one half of the main event, uh, John Hall. Uh, this is one that I was, uh, I was struggling to get anyone to step up and face Jacob Clemens, but uh, Chance Hurst he jumped at it. He, he they didn't hesitate at all. They, so that tells me you know there's plenty of footage on Clemens out there to see what he is about, what he brings to the table. So they've got to be confident. Uh, stepping up and taking that fight uh, against a very well-rounded Jacob Clemens. Your thoughts?
1: My thoughts. Uh, I've actually trained with a lot of the boys from uh, Newport Combat Club. Uh, I know uh, Chris Bond is actually over there, and uh, I know uh, what is his name? Franklin Brown. Uh-huh. They've come. They've come up to D three, and uh, I tell you what, man, they they. You know, they can push anybody, and uh, I know chances down there with them, man. Uh, I know he's definitely gonna, you know gonna have some talent with them um that being said man i i've seen jacob fight and uh chances had a tie fight mma is a whole
2: different thing um i'm gonna have to go with jacob man yeah, I think that is uh, probably going to be the popular consensus on this one. However, great opportunity for Chance Hurst to come in here and really make a name for himself off of Jacob Clemens. Kind of a nothing to lose situation, wouldn't you think?
1: Yeah, That is absolutely correct. I mean, you knock off one of the top amateurs, you know, that they, they say something
2: about you, and uh, he has that opportunity, you know. Of course, that brings us into the professional portion of our card. Uh, we kick it off with professional grappling at 150 pounds. It, it, it was originally supposed to be MMA. It was supposed to be uh, Shamir Veshewa uh, MMA against Hannah Ellswick. Uh, Ellswick pulled out, and we were unable to secure a replacement time, so it will be uh, professional grappling on short notice. Against the Invicta veteran uh, Gina Elliott, formerly uh, known as Gina Begley, uh, out of Tenth Planet uh, in Richmond, Kentucky, very talented. Uh, both of these ladies very talented. Of course, Shamira Pachewa, training out of KMAA in Knoxville, and uh, this one is uh, this one's a hard one to call. You know, I think uh, Elliott is probably the more decorated grappler throughout the years, but she'll be giving up a little bit of size. She normally competes at one twenty-five. Uh, this will be at one fifty. And in uh, taking it on short notice as well, your take?
1: I'm a I'm gonna say that uh, Shamir's gonna pull this off. Uh, I I want her to pull it off. You know what I mean? Uh, I think she, she 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 definitely works hard
2: and she she deserves this. I think I think she she'll pull it off. Then of course we move on to our other female bout of the night. This will be professional Muay Thai and it's a rematch of sorts. It is a strawweight bout. Shannon Godfrey out of National MMA. She's fought for us several times uh, as an amateur as well as a professional. Uh, and uh, she'll be taking on the Valkyrie. Emily Geddes out of Knoxville Martial Arts Academy. Uh, this is the pro uh, Muay Thai debut for both ladies, uh, although both ladies have uh, professional MMA experience, including... Uh, an MMA bout against each other, which took place in Shannon's backyard in Nashville. She pulled off, uh, I want to say it was an armbar win over Getty's in, uh, uh back in February, maybe. So it's been a little bit, but now they're going to be contesting this in, in Muay Thai rules. Uh, so there'll be no submissions. Uh, however, Shannon does have plenty of kickboxing experience as an amateur. It's not going to be her first go round as far as uh, a kickboxing match, just her first as a professional. Emily uh, definitely will be the longer, taller fighter uh, with a reach advantage and uh, really excited to see how this one goes down. What do you think? I actually, just got
1: watching Shannon fight. She fought uh, Gina, Gina Gooding, uh-huh. back in her hard rock. And, uh, she seemed to really struggle with uh, Gina's length, and uh, I, th- I think Emily, she's gonna be able to pull it off, man. She's gonna be able to, uh, you know, stay stay on the outside and use her range uh, very effectively. But you know, then again, that fight was a long time ago. But still, yeah, I'm I'm gonna have to go with uh, Emily because uh, you know she she's over there at K. Kmaa with Jason King and all them, you know, bunch of animals down there.
2: <laughs> Very excited for that one. I, I believe it to be the first female pro tie fight we've ever done, and I dare I say it may be the first female pro fight uh, pro tie fight in the state of Tennessee. I don't 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 quote me on that, but I can't think of another one. <laughs> uh, that that brings us on to our first uh, of five. Um, professional MMA bouts, And uh, that the first one will be a catch weight, uh, 175 pounds, uh, late notice. Billy Two-Tone Combs makes his pro debut against David Robbins, also making his pro debut. Originally scheduled to be Justin Hatcher, who we had seen fight primetime uh, back in July. Uh, Hatcher uh, is off the grid now, and uh, we had to get a replacement. A lot of guys turned this fight down. Uh, a lot of guys didn't want this fight with David Robbins. Billy Combs steps up. Uh, has taken a little bit of heat online uh, for, for this matchup. A lot of people th- don't like it. But uh, in Billy's defense, A, uh, he stepped up where no one else would. B, uh, when you look at it on paper, Billy is an 8-16 and 16 amateur. Uh, David is set 6-2. Uh, and two. Uh, So you'll see three times the experience uh, uh, for Billy Combs when it comes to MMA fights and uh, two more wins uh, than David. Uh, your thoughts?
1: I much. Uh, how much David... Uh fight at the last uh, strike fest in uh, johnson city he actually fought uh caleb frank and uh, he caught caleb with a, a really good knee and uh, hurt him and i remember that and uh no i mean don't take you can take it wrong i mean i love billy to death you know he he's, he's always gonna be my buddy and everything you know and I've watched Billy fight and he's tough as nails man he's tough as they come you know he don't back down from anybody um, I'm just gonna have to go with the Robins, you know
2: yeah yeah David is uh definitely going to be uh the favorite I think in this one uh that said you never know that's why they go out there and they and they and they fight so uh Well, uh, props to Billy, uh, regardless, for uh, stepping up and taking a really tough match. Uh, Props to David for rolling with the punches and being willing to fight uh, a lot. You know, there's literally a list of about six guys that uh, that had this fight offered to them that did not want it. And uh, David was more than willing to fight any of them. So it wasn't a situation where David was being uh, picky with his opponents more so uh, than a situation where no one... Really wanted to uh, to step to him at this moment. Uh, moving on to uh, our next pro fight, another 175 pound one, and this is going to see Chris Wolf out of KMAA. He's 0 and 1, and he's been off the scene for about five years. Uh, I was, you know, I was discussing this earlier with his opponent, Roy Sanders, who we saw last in January. I lost to Shantae Barnes, a guy that has got a lot of experience. Comes in 1 and 12. You know, obviously neither of these guys' records are stellar, but uh, Wolf has been uh, you know away for five years. It'll be interesting to see if he's got some cage rust and some nerves coming back to a scene that has changed a lot uh, since since the last time he competed. Uh, Roy's a guy that stays very calm. Yeah, uh, you know we talk about that a lot. He he fights just so steady and calm you know it never gets too high never gets too low uh and uh, we'll see if that uh, proves to be an advantage here as well as the size advantage potentially uh, chris Wilson a guy that would uh, ideally probably be fighting at 155 pounds this would be a 175 roy will have a significant height and reach advantage what do you think i'm gonna have to go with
1: experience on this one man i was actually there when uh roy won his first fight and uh, i was excited man uh you know, I was excited for him. He deserved it. Um, you know, I might have to go with the experience on this one. But five years is a long time to be out of the game, you know, and who knows if he's really been training, you know, consistently or not, you know, but still yet, you know, cage time means a lot. Um, at least it does to me, you know. Um, I, I try to stay as active as I can just to, you know, keep, keep that from happening. You know what I mean? I want to stay active. But five years, man—that's a long time. I'm gonna have to go with Roy,
2: because uh, he's been a little bit more active, and he has the experience by far. That brings us to the to the meat of the card. Uh, the uh, the feature bout it is professional flyweight MMA action. Ned Spears makes his pro debut at IronLock MMA. Forty-six years young. Uh, lots of amateur experience. We've been seeing him on cards. He's been active. Uh, you know, he hasn't he hasn't really taken much time off over the last two years. He stayed pretty busy and stayed uh, stayed in the cage. Coming off a win over the aforementioned Chris Wolf's brother Logan Wolf, uh, that was back in the summer. Uh, and he'll be taking on the teammate of both Wolf brothers, Dre Miley, two and two at a KMAA in Knoxville, Tennessee very much a style uh, clash here as Dre is going to be the more athletic, explosive uh, athlete, whereas uh, Ned's going to be the salty vet. He's going to be the – he's going to have tricks on the ground and uh, will look to, uh, look, look to uh, you know, uh, expose any holes he can find in, in Dre's ground game. What do you think? Now, correct
1: me if I'm wrong, but uh – Ned fought at the strike set, the last strike
2: fest as well, didn't he yeah that's what that was the fight I'm talking about where he beat Logan wolf that's chris wolf's brother He su- he submitted him with a triangle
1: yeah yeah I remember that because uh I was actually there <laughs> but yeah uh yeah i remember uh Ned man he was uh, he was real sneaky on the ground he uh he's was, he's was constantly you know looking for submissions and stuff you know uh yet he was really calm while doing it you know and uh I've seen Dre fight a few times, and uh, I think he's athletic, he's young. Um, if, if they stay on their feet, I think Dre might get it, but you never know if it goes the, to the ground, to the if you know, because uh, it is MMA, so uh, um, I'm, I'm going gonna,
2: I'm gonna to go with Dre. think uh, the athleticism uh, advantage will be the difference. Yeah, yeah,
1: uh, yeah. I'd say, uh, the young gun will get
2: this one, of course. That brings us to our co main event. This one should be a lot of fun. Uh, it is a 178 uh, pound catch weight, short notice. Uh, again, here, Nick Jewell, Mr. Sick Nasty himself, a guy that we have seen a lot here in the past couple years. Um, you know, he's gone out there and 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 pulled off a lot of upsets, fight, he's fought guys that people didn't expect him to beat. And he's knocking him out with head kicks. You know, he's a very exciting uh, uh, <laughs> fighter, prefers the stand-up uh, realm of things. He'll be taking on the Asian persuasion, Jason King, a longtime staple of the area here, another very exciting, flashy striker. So, uh, you know, I think uh, King will be the more well-rounded. If he hits the ground, I think he'll have a definite advantage. But if this fight stays standing, it could be a whole lot of fun. What do you think?
1: I'm hoping to stay,
2: stay stands
1: in land. Cause then, I mean, they both throw bombs. I know, uh, Nick, man, uh, I, I've been there his past couple fights and I've seen, I've, I've been there and I've seen him knock people out. The guy's out by head kicks, you know, I've seen it. I've heard it. <laughs> I felt like I felt it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, he, he's definitely signing and, uh, Jason King, man, it's it's Jason King. I've, I've I watched him fight uh, too many times to really remember. Uh, I remember him fighting Judd and all these other guys. You know, he's definitely exciting. He has powerful kicks. Uh, he's he's got great stand up, and then he gets on the ground. He's got great ground game. Um, I was actually at his last fight, cage side down in uh, the International. Uh-huh. Uh, he, when he took a loss, I was actually case side when I uh, when he took that loss. But uh, that being said, man, uh, this one's hard for me to, to really pick. Man, uh, I'm gonna have to go with uh, I'm gonna go with Nick. You know, I, I'd, I'd I'd like to see him come out on top, man. He he's definitely exciting. Uh, I'd like to see him get the win. I mean, nothing against Jason or anything, you know. I mean, I I, I to watch both of these two fight, but I've 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 definitely talked to Nick a little bit, you know, a little bit more than I have Jason. So I guess I'm a little
2: biased towards uh, towards this one. I think no matter what, we're going to get a finish here. Would you Would you uh, agree? I completely agree. I don't I don't think either one of these will let it go to uh, the judges. <laughs> that brings us to our main event this is the one i'm the most excited for this is uh your this is a, as big a uh a style fight as as you can get pro debut for both guys john hall the former valor amateur 205 champion taking on big sexy himself billy swanson former heavyweight valor amateur champion It's the pro debut for both guys props to both guys for stepping up and taking a very tough fight in their pro debut john hall was undefeated six and zero as an amateur billy uh, I want to say ten and one as an amateur, so very decorated amateurs, guys that should have been pro a while ago. They've got we've had some good trash talk online leading up to this, but at the end of the day, this is very much at your striker versus a your striker versus wrestler fight, and both these guys are very good at what they do. Break it down. Yeah, you know, yeah,
1: there's definitely a lot of uh, trash talk on online. Uh, I think my is ones were. Uh, the Spongebob ones, but anyways, uh, that being said, man, uh, uh, it, 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 it's tough, man, because you, you, you know you know I'm a striker. I love to strike. Yep. Uh, I'm the stand and bang, and uh, then again, I know how, how important it is to have that wrestling, that, that, that ground game, you know, and it, it just kind of counteracts each other at, at times, and uh, I've actually uh, seen John training and uh, I'm pretty uh, impressed with with him. Um, I'm gonna have to go with John with this one, man. I, and and even at this, man, I I don't think it'll go distance as well. I don't I don't think I don't think they'll let it go to the judges. I think I think it'll be a short one.
2: Sounds like we are in for a great night of fights. So, well, man, I'm excited to take them in with you. Before we let you go, what's your pick for fight of the night? What's the what's the fight that is going to have the crowd just up and uh, losing their shit? For sure. Mr. Nasty and the Agent Persuasion. <laughs> I'm with you, man. I don't think there's any way that that fight could possibly suck. Like That's fireworks in the making right there, man. <laughs> Well, we're excited to take it in, man. We will see you this weekend at Cageside. Appreciate you stopping in and breaking down the fights with us, brother. We will, uh, we'll do it again soon. Thanks so much. No problem. It's a pleasure, man. Thanks. All right. Now that brings us to our pick segment. We're going to be previewing UFC 230. Justin and I are going to give our advice uh, for betting. And if there's one place I can recommend you go, it's to my bookie. You know, watching the fights is a lot of fun, but it's a lot more entertaining when you've got some action on the fights. Guys, you've heard me talking about this for weeks and weeks and weeks. And some of you guys are still sitting on the sidelines. Whether you're an expert or a rookie at this stuff, you should be betting at my bookie. If you're the kind of guy that likes to win a lot on just a little, you can play parlays, make a big parlay, pick three guys to win. You hit all three, you can turn 100 bucks into 600 bucks or more. And there's so much to bet on baseball, basketball, hockey. All the big fights including the UFC fight this weekend between uh, DC and Derek Lewis. My bookie is the one bet I know you'll be happy with all year and we recommend these guys because we really trust them. My bookie has been in business for years. They've got great online reviews and their mobile site is very easy to use. And now back by popular demand, my bookie is going to give you a 100% bonus for one more week. If you've been listening to Justin and my picks, all this year, and you haven't manned up yet to make a pick online for real, it's time to make your move. Because after Sunday's football kickoffs, that deal's off. Also, make sure you follow at BetMyBookie on Twitter or Instagram. They have personally responded to all the mentions, all the direct messages. Not to mention, they've given away nearly 10000 bucks in free money to their followers just during this football season alone. You'll be the first to know as soon as new odds and props are posted. So make sure you log on to MyBookie right now and don't miss out on your last opportunity to collect the industry's biggest bonus. Use promo code VALOR and you're gonna get your first deposit matched 100%. Whatever you put in, they're gonna match it. That's promo code VALOR. You play, you win, you get paid. Check it out at MyBookie. That brings us to our official picks segment. UFC 230 Cormier versus Lewis going down this Saturday night and it's going to be on pay-per-view. Justin and I, it's our last ditch effort to get into the black before we start anew next week and welcome Greg Hopkins into our uh, into the fold. Uh, we start things off with uh, with Fight Pass. There's four fights on Fight Pass and uh, we are as always going to be using the my bookie uh lines here uh this evening and uh things will start off on fight pass and it is going to be heavyweight action and it is going to feature uh Adam Wezoric uh he, t- he is taking on uh, Marcos Rogério De Lima that's a guy that we've seen five events, uh in the past uh, uh is minus 235 with uh the Brazilian Rogério De Lima coming back at plus 190 um you know I this uh adam wiezorich he's got a a win over Arjun buer <laughs> uh so uh you know there there's that um but I don't know how much that really how much water that really holds uh, after after last weekend uh Dilema is is gonna probably want to keep Standing, I assume, to try to avoid the the submissions of Wieserick. I actually kind of lean towards the Brazilian at plus 190, um, to tell you the truth. Uh, But I don't know that I'm going to bite just because these guys are just kind of too bottom-level UFC heavyweights. Uh, So I'm going to pass. Justin. Uh, Yeah, like you
1: said, uh,
3: Wierick, you know, he's got that win over Arjan. Uh, he's 10-1 overall, uh, the lead most 15-5. I'm going to do a, a little parlay with this one and, uh, and the next two fights. So okay. I'll break it down once we get to it.
2: All right. Uh, of course, moving on to the next bout, that is going to be uh, a Bantamweight. Uh, Brian Keller uh, taking on Montel Jackson and uh, in this fight Brian Keller is the underdog i believe he opened as a favorite but he is now plus 115 montel jackson is the favorite minus 135 jackson is a guy that has come off of the contender series and uh, keller is a guy who is he's beaten some pretty good guys he's beaten some some good some good opposition some some folks that he was not favored to beat uh, not a plus athlete. I think Jackson will have the athleticism advantage here. I'm I'm tempted to go with Keller because I just don't think Jackson's going to be the best guy he's fought. But, um, again, I don't feel that strongly about it and will pass. Uh, Justin.
3: Yeah, Keller, uh, you know, coming off a loss to Lineker, he's a tough customer. Um, Montel Jackson, he's, you know, a, a, a tough up-and-comer with a lot of uh, – you know, a lot of uh, hype behind him, but, you know, he's, he's not been around um, and, and seeing the things that Keller has. Uh, but I didn't know that the, that the lines had switched. I don't have them up right now, but um, I'm going to do a straight play on Keller on this one too. All right.
2: Straight play on Keller, plus 115, and, what, and for what amount? Right, we'll go with a unit. One full unit. Uh, it was a pretty strong play there. Justin Watson goes with Brian Keller plus 115 for one unit. Um, I like it. I like it a lot, actually. I, and when it comes time to pull the trigger, I probably will uh, as well. Um, I'll probably go that way. Uh, you know, whenever I, I get to actually play in the, on, on fight night, I'm curious which, if that line uh, continues uh, to move in that direction or not. Uh, looking at it here right off, it looks like Kelleher opened at minus 185. So, Kelleher was a almost two-to-one favorite, and now you're getting him at plus money, so the value certainly seems there, unless the public sees something we don't, <laughs> you know? Uh, yeah. The uh-huh. next fight on Fight Pass, he's, uh, this one could be interesting, Lando Venata. I like him, he's an exciting one. He is uh, taking on Matt Frivola, another guy that comes off of the uh, Contender Series. And uh, didn't do very well in his uh, UFC debut. He, he got stopped in like a minute or less. Uh, Venata is another guy that hasn't really lived up to the hype that he had coming in, but I do think that uh, he's the better fighter here. Venata is minus 300, though. For Ebola, comes back at plus 250. Uh, and that is, uh, it's a little too steep for me to play. Uh, as a straight bet, but I am going to involve him uh, in a parlay with our next fight, but I'll, uh, I'll send it this one over to you uh, for your, your thoughts. Did we uh, get the Shane Burgos fight? Oh, I for some reason just have it listed next. Maybe my battle order. Um, yeah.
3: Uh, Lando Venata, like you said, you know, he had a, a ton of uh, hype coming in. Um, you know, just hasn't Hasn't really been able to capitalize on it. Uh, Frivola is is dangerous, man. I mean, um, you know, I want to I want to take Frivola just just on the money here, um, but I feel like Lando Venato's, you know, he, he's got a he's he's gonna have his time. I mean, you know, like I said, everybody everybody knows who Lando Venato is and uh, have trained with him and stuff. You know, they, they say that he's a monster in the gym. He just hasn't been able to pull it together, so. Um, I think I'm going to do a parlay with with Wando uh, here coming up.
2: Okay. That brings us to our final fight pass uh, bout, and uh, this one is another uh, fairly heavy favorite. Uh, It is going to be uh, uh, Kurt Hollibaugh versus Shane Burgos. Uh, Shane Burgos is minus 310, Hollibaugh plus 255. I think Burgos uh, was undefeated with the exception of a loss to Calvin Cater, which – is not a bad loss. is very good, and he was—if I can remember—that was like a really badass fight. Like he was in that fight; he didn't just get steamrolled or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, I, on the other hand, haven't been just terribly impressed with Hollabaugh, Uh So I—I I do like Shane Burgos in a parlay uh, with Lando Venata, actually. So uh, Shane Burgos and Lando Venata—I'm going to parlay. Uh, one unit to win back uh, 0.78 units uh, on uh, Burgos and Banana. Justin? That's, that's a good one. Um, yeah, I'm with you. I think Burgos is
3: you know, probably um, – he'll probably look look pretty good this weekend. Um, I'm going to parlay him with uh, Kelleher and Uh,
2: with Zarek. uh Burgos? Yeah. Okay, well, let me just tell you what, uh, what that will get us here. One moment, please. You said with Kelleher and uh, Wiesorek, for how, for how much? Uh, one unit. One unit returns 3.09. That's really nice. So uh, yeah. a three-team parlay with Shane Burgos, Brian Keller, and Adam Wiesorek. Uh, one unit from Justin will, will pay back 3.09. That is a, a a really nice parlay, and I like it a lot. Really, I mean, it, I feel like the only what I mean, obviously, anything can happen, but I think the only one that you're kind of holding your breath on, essentially, is going to be uh, that that uh, Keller fight. Justin just in the off chance that Montel Jackson is just like so much quicker and and he just can't do anything with him. But I I really uh, I really like that one.
3: Yeah, I think Kelleher's experience is going to pay off. Uh, I wasn't planning on doing a straight play on Kelleher. I don't know why the odds have flipped like that. Um, I haven't heard anything anything crazy, but um, if everything's normal, I, I think uh, Kelleher's experience is going to is going to do the job in this one.
2: That brings us to the, uh, the free uh, Fox Sports, uh, Fox Sports 1 uh, prelims, and uh, those will kick off at 8 o'clock. We start off with uh, we we start off with Lyman Good taking on Ben Saunders, uh, Killer B. Uh, this is the two guys with some name uh, recognition value here. Lyman Good, former like I think he's like the first ever Bellator champ. Uh, he's minus six hundred though. We're gonna, Ben Saunders who comes back at plus four fifty. Um, he Lyman Good opened at minus three fifty. So a lot of action has come up uh, come in on him to to bet him up. Um, I think just stylistically it is a match where good is gonna be the favorite, but there's no way I could possibly bite at minus six hundred Justin.
3: Who does uh, is there anybody in the in the this region that reminds you of Ben Saunders? Um
2: hmm, Jason King? No. Mm, I don't
3: know. I, I always I always think Roy Sanders. Oh yeah, maybe. You know, he's been around forever. Yeah, tough as hell. Um, you know, I, you hate to pull for for the other guy when you know when, when Ben Saunders is fighting. Yeah, um, I, agree. But I. I just don't think he's going to be able to get it done here. Um, I'm going to play a parlay uh, on the next on the next fight and include this one in it. But, um, but yeah, unfortunately, I, I think uh, Ben Saunders got too much on his plate.
2: And did Saunders get, did, did Saunders get submitted for the first time ever last time out? Yes. That makes me wonder if, you know, if, that, if that's just the beginning of a, you know, what was already kind of thought to be a downhill slide. you know? Yeah. I mean, it was Sergio Marais,
3: um, he, I think he caught him in an arm triangle, um, but, but yeah, that was, that was his first ever uh, submission loss. And.
2: Yeah, it didn't look good. Up next, another uh, another really good one. I, I think uh, this one, this fight has the odds have moved quite a bit. Uh, Julio Arce uh, is minus. Uh, he is let's see. Uh, Julio Arce. He's uh, he's taking on Shimon Marais. And Arce is minus three fifty. Shimon Marais comes back at plus two eighty. Uh, Marais, a guy that we have seen in uh, the former World Series of Fighting. Um, and uh, Arce you know, opened at minus 165, so people have bet the shit out of him and uh, you moved him up there pretty high. I like him to win as well. Um, I see him as potential parlay uh, material, but I wouldn't want to play it straight. Uh, your thoughts?
0: Um, I'm going gonna,
2: I'm gonna to play this one. I'm going to
3: take uh, Arce, and I'm going to parlay him with Lyman Good and Lando Venata. I was kind of going back and forth between uh, uh, the steamroller and Bernard. Actually, you know what? Let's do uh, the steamroller, Matt Frivola, Lyman Good, and uh, Julio Ars for one one unit as
4: a
2: parlay. Oh wow! So Matt Frivola will certainly uh, will certainly make things interesting. Uh, Julio uh, Arce, uh, Lyman Good, and Matt Frivola all together. When you parlay him uh, on on my bookie, uh, you're going to get 4.1 uh, payback on one unit, so 4.1 to one on uh, that that trio. Where again, you know, you've got uh, uh, what seems to be a fairly uh, quote-unquote safe play um uh, mixed in there with one uh, uh, two I'm sorry two two pretty pretty safe plays between Lyman and good and Julio, uh with one that is going to be a little more uh one to hold your breath on but uh with a four point one payout it's uh it's really hard to uh, really hard to, to not like those odds you know
3: Yeah I think the, I was thinking for Vola in the beginning um, but then I started thinking, you know, I think Vinalda really needs a win, but I just – I don't know. I, I feel like, uh, you know, training up there with Matt Sarah, Ray Longo, uh, Steve Rolla, you know, get it done, I think. So, um, yeah, that'll pay out. that would be nice if I hit that one.
2: Up next, we have the ladies, Sajara uh, Eubanks, uh, uh, someone who was in the, the talks uh, to possibly have a title fight. That was – Pulled out from uh, from beneath her, <laughs> but uh, she's now facing Roxanne Modafari. Ubeix uh, oh, is now a minus four seventy five, pretty heavy favorite. Modafari came back at plus three eighty. Uh, if anything, I would, man, I don't know. Like, I, I feel I feel like if they fought before. if they have they already fought like on a on a tough or something like that? I feel like this match has happened, and maybe uh, maybe I'm crazy, but uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, it's okay. It's kind of what I thought. Eubanks actually now is all the way up to minus five thirty with uh, Mataferry coming back at plus three ninety at my bookie, and uh, I, if anything, I would probably take a small stab at Mataferry at these odds, but uh, I will probably just leave it alone because I think Eubanks is going to come in with a chip on her shoulder here and, and try to make a statement. Your thoughts?
3: I feel like uh, Eubanks should be able to get it done. Mataferry's um, just been around forever, man. She's. She's got 36 fights. Sajar uh, Eubanks has got five. That, that's it's a big deal. Sajar uh, Eubanks is three and two. So I'm gonna do a, I'm gonna take a flyer on a for uh, a quarter of a unit. I think that should get me back close to a unit there.
2: Yeah, so a quarter of a unit uh, on uh, Roxanne Modaferry will uh, yeah that'll get you back just shy of a full unit. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I, I, I kind of like it too, really. I, I probably will take a flyer on that. And I think that that line could get even further apart, uh, as we get, uh, as we get closer to the bout, cause I think the money will probably come in on UVX. That said, I mean, last time I saw Montefiore, it wasn't, if I, I remember being less than, uh, less than impressed. I, uh, that, but uh, for the record, uh, that will get a 0.25, uh, quarter, you know, get you back, uh, 0.97, uh. And
3: Roxanne Roxanne never looks that good. I mean, you know, she's just been doing it forever. Uh, she's just super durable for the women's division. Um, she's 22 and 14, I think. Um, but you know, I don't know. It's just, she won the last fight. I just don't see how, how the, how the margin is that wide. The only thing that makes sense about it is it's a jar. You name was thrown out there. Um, you know, for, uh,
2: for the uh for the title fight yeah yeah um but i don't know i just i feel like uh should be able to take care of it rounding out the fox sports prelims we've got jason knight taking on jordan rinaldi jason knight uh the you know has been in some higher profile fights here as of late kind of taking a little step backwards here it looks like with uh rinaldi knight the favorite minus 265 rinaldi coming back at plus 215 but this is still kind of one of those style fights rinaldi's got good wrestling and kind of kind of a grinder not necessarily a huge action fight guy but knight wants to be and knight wants to put on a show you know where they're the with the hit jitsu and all that i do like knight um but i worry about him maybe getting you know wrestle fucked potentially so uh your thoughts justin
1: yeah, that worries me, too.
3: Um, you know, Knight has taken a step up in competition over his last few fights. But he, he lost all of them. Um, I really like the kid, man. I think he's a, he's a really tough fighter, and his his fight IQ would surprise you. You know, just by looking at him or hearing him talk, he just doesn't seem like he'd be that intelligent. But um, he knows what he's doing in there. Uh, I just it, it worries me that, uh, you know, like you say, that he could just get laid on um, the whole fight so no uh no straight play there um i may parlay it later but
2: nothing straight moving on to the pay-per-view portion and this uh this pay-per-view is a little a little funky it's it's changed a lot it's it's gotten weaker you know we we lost some some big fights off this one uh, they open up with Derek Brunson taking on Israel Adesanya. That, uh, Israel Adesanya—he's a guy that they're really trying to build up. He's an exciting guy. He, he talks some shit, and he's—he's he's very flashy. He's—he's uh, going to be the favorite over Derek Brunson, who's longtime bet, who uh, you know has has been in there with some some good tough opposition. Uh, Adesanya is a pretty heavy favorite, minus three twenty at my bookie, uh, with Brunson coming back at plus two sixty. That one scares me some because I know they want Adesanya to win, but, man, uh, Brunson is, a, you know, a pretty pretty good step up, um, you know, uh, in competition, and he's got some wrestling, and I think the those good wrestlers could potentially give Adesanya some problems. What do you think?
1: Yeah, I I'm with really, you. Um,
3: I feel like, you know, I feel like Derek Brunson should win the fight. I really don't see um, – how uh, Sonia can win, I just don't think that he's, he's as good as, as, uh, as everybody's saying he is, but you know, he, he may totally change my mind. Um, but I'm gonna do a half unit
2: on Brunson, a half a unit on Derek Brunson gets you back 1.3. Uh, pretty nice payoff there, and I am going to follow suit and also go a half unit on Derek Brunson to uh, to return me. Uh, 1.3. I think uh, this is. Uh, I think the best guy he has uh, he's fought up to this point would be Brad Tavares, Adesanya, and I, and, yeah. and I still and I still think that this is is even tougher. Yeah. And then of course, uh, moving on to the next pay per view bout, this one is uh, this one should be a striking battle at the least, but a little curious as to its placement on the card. I've got to say, you know, uh, these are two guys that. Uh, you know, I think they're going to put on an exciting fight, but I think they're also coming off losses, if I'm not mistaken. It is uh, Carl Roberson, uh, another Contender Series alum, uh, taking on Jack Marshman, the European. And, um, you know, Roberson and, and Marshman both coming off losses. Uh, Roberson lost to uh, uh, Cesar Fahea, who is a pretty, you know, pretty tough match, but uh, more of a grappler, you know. So, uh, Roberson opened at minus 185. Uh, but now uh, Carl Roberson has uh, has been uh, bet all the way up to minus two seventy five. Jack Marshman coming back at plus two twenty five. I do think Roberson is the rightful favorite, but I think it's getting up there a little high now. Marshman is Marshman's tough, um, very uh, experienced. Got a lot. He's had like thirty fights. Um, I've got a pass on this one though. Uh, what do you think? Yeah, I think they're they're
1: trying
3: to push uh, Robertson. Um, I don't. I don't think they were expecting to lose to Cedar Uh But I will do a. Uh, let's do a parlay with Robertson
2: and Jason Knight. Okay, that's unit. an interesting one. Yeah, when you when you put uh, uh, Carl together with Knight, uh, those guys have very similar odds together, and uh, one full unit. It's going to get you back 0.88 units, so you get near-even money back uh, putting those together. Um, on that is uh, Roberson uh, together with Jason Knight. Uh, so uh, Justin goes with that for one full unit. That one, uh, that one scares me a little bit, bud. We'll see. Uh, I, I, I can <laughs> see it, you know, but I can also see some some pitfalls, so we'll see how it goes. Uh, moving yeah. up. Yeah, go ahead. No, yeah. I agree with you. Uh, moving on to the uh, the feature, uh, the feature bout, if you will, uh, and I'm less than thrilled with it. It is uh, David Branch taking on Janet, Jared Cannonier. uh David Branch, uh, a pretty heavy favorite here. Um, I think it is uh, a little, probably a little too high. Once again, though, uh, in in my opinion, David Branch is minus three ninety. Jared Cannoneer at plus three hundred five. Um, branch with the name value uh, probably more so through World Series of Fighting, but he also has a win over. Uh, over he 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 knocked out Tiago Santos, you know. <laughs> so it's like yeah, th- that that certainly helps raise his stock. But I I I see that as still a little bit of an outlier performance. That's that's really not the way he fights. You know, he's really more of a grappler. And so uh, I see a little bit of value on Canoneer here. Uh, and I'm going to play a quarter of a unit, a quarter of a unit on Jared, uh, plus three Oh five, uh, Justin,
1: man, that's, uh, that's
3: a good, good, good bet. I guess. Um, the only loss that David Branch has had since he, since he got back to the UFC was to Luke Rockhold. Um, you know, before that he hadn't lost in, in several years, I think 2012 was the last time he lost before that to rumble. Um you know, he's a guy that's, you know, he's been around there, been around for a while. He's been in uh, several different, you know, top organizations and, and, and fought the best there. Um, I expect him to be able to, to handle it pretty well, um, but I'll, I'm going to stay away from it, though.
2: Yeah, that's kind of one of those dogger pass situations, I think. Uh, yeah. Co-main event, this one should be pretty good. This one, one of your Actually, this, besides the Keller uh, and Jackson fight, this is the closest odds we've got. Uh, Chris uh, Weidman taking on uh, Jacare, Ronaldo Souza, And, uh, man, that, that's a pretty good one. That's, that's a pretty good fight. It, it's a co-main event. And uh, uh, Chris Weidman is uh, minus 170 with Jacare coming back at plus 145. Uh, you know, I think that it, it's it's wrestling versus uh, high level jiu jitsu here, but Souza can can strike some too. I I really like the underdog here. I'm going to go with Jock Ray uh, for a half a unit at plus one forty five. Uh, Justin.
3: Well, I guess you made my mind up for me. I was I was going back and forth, but uh, I guess I'm going to stick with Weidman um, and go against you on this one. <laughs> I think I uh, think he's got more tools. You know. He, he he had three straight losses. He's coming off of a win since that. Um, but uh, you know, being at home in in New York, um, you know, I, I just think uh, the odds are in his favor here. He was he was preparing for a, a, a big rematch. Um, you know, I think he was working hard, and the change didn't didn't change too much. You know, uh, now he just doesn't have to worry about the striking quite as much. Um, Jockery can still kick your head off if he if he get the wild itch in his ass, but uh, I think uh, we'll go with Chris Weidman for one unit.
2: One unit on Chris Weidman will get you back .59 units, and uh, we will uh, be on opposing sides for that one. We'll see if we will be for the <laughs> main event or not. Uh, main event is for the UFC Heavyweight Championship of the World. DC Daniel Cormier defends his belt against the Black Beast, Derek Lewis, and... Uh, this is another uh, this is another interesting one. We were just talking about this when they uh, put the line out. Uh, DC is a heavy favorite, minus seven hundred. Uh, Derek Lewis uh, coming back at plus five hundred. Uh, money has actually come in on Lewis. Uh, DC opened at minus nine hundred, and now he's been bet down to minus seven hundred. I got to leave it alone. I will likely get in on a total, uh, whatever those are released, but I that's just way too high for me to, to bet DC. I really just can't see how the hell he loses this fight. But I mean, Derek has surprised me before just,
3: I don't, I don't see uh, this being a threat to Cormier at all. Um, I mean, he should just be able to be able to take Derek down, wear him out, you know, get him tired and uh, finish him in the second or third. Uh, but at those odds, you know, um, Derek Lewis just fucked me a couple weeks ago. He was getting his ass whooped for three rounds and then it came back and, uh, you know, cost me some money. So I'm going to throw a quarter unit on him. Um, yeah, five, what's it, five and a half to one, basically? Uh,
2: it's five to, it's plus, he's plus 500. So a half unit will get you back 1.25 units. Yes, yeah, five to one. I'm sorry. Quarter, yeah, I mean, uh, a quarter unit will get you back 1.25 units.
3: Yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll take the, uh, take the gamble there I don't think that it's I mean you know out of a hundred times I think if it happens once um you got lucky but who knows he, he you know he, he cost me last time so I'm not going to pick against him again
2: <laughs> so uh you're saying we may have a new uh, world champion uh go <laughs> <come> Saturday
3: <laughs> man as crazy as it sounds like I don't you know these, these two don't belong fighting each other but I don't know why I just I just feel like uh this is this is a, an upset prime to prime to happen here I, I think Daniel's almost uh, you know dealing with the fact that he might you know might have to uh you know go back to, to light heavyweight to be a champion still um so I, I just don't know I, you know Derek Lewis can hit anybody and and finish him so again I, I think uh Cormier should walk away with it but it's just uh, at those odds, I think it's worth a gamble.
2: There you've got it. That wraps up our pick segment. Quite a few picks coming in from Justin. A lot of action. <laughs> uh, a little bit coming from myself uh, to kind of recap. We we both really like Shane Burgos. Uh, we both really like uh, Derek Brunson. Uh, those are the, kind of the fights that we uh, – that we agree on out there uh, follow at your own risk. But I will say we've gotten hot again after a, a cold spell, things are heating up and I'm excited for this card, man. Uh, I, I'm not as excited as I was. I was like really excited for, her. I was like pretty stoked and I, you know, I'm definitely still am. but uh, your closing thoughts, man, what what are you, what are you most excited for here? What, what, what stands out? I think uh Fire the Night's probably going to end up being a uh, wide
3: man, Jacare. It's gonna be a really good fight. I, I like it better than uh, than the original matchup. Um, let's see, I, I'm interested in seeing uh, seeing what happens with uh, Adesanya and Brunson. I mean, you know, Adesanya, I think he had like 33 uh, amateur kickboxing matches undefeated through the whole thing. Um, you know, he's, he's not been as phenomenal as a pro kickboxer, but um, you know, there's there's a ton of hype behind him and the kid believes it so uh, it'll be fun to see him I, I think this will definitely be a good test for him you know Derek Brunson's not going to he's not going to come in there and um, you know buy into the hype of Adesanya I don't think uh, I think he's going to bring the fight to him and you know Derek Brunson's a hitter so uh, I think it's going to be a good fight I, I might end up losing my ass this week but <laughs> if we're going to start over next week I yeah, might as well take some stabs at it <laughs>
2: Well, we'll see how it all shakes out when we uh, when we reconvene for next week's Valor Hour. Of course, we'll also be recapping the big uh, Valor Fight Night Fight Night at the Shed event that goes down this weekend. Excited for it. Thanks again for the time, everyone. Make sure you put your bets in at my bookie. Use promo code VALOR. They're going to give you 100% match bonus for whatever you deposit. For my co-host, Justin Watson and Jim Loy, signing off once again, another Valor Hour number 87. It's in the books. Peace out.
4: When you are looking for the latest news and notes going on in the world of mixed martial arts, the MMA Report podcast is the place to come. News from the UFC, Bellator, World Series of Fighting, and so much more. And also we'll have interviews with some of your favorite fighters. The MMA Report podcast can
2: be found on RadioInfluence.com, iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, and SoundCloud.